she said, uh, where are you going? And I said, I'm climbing Kilimanjaro on Monday. And she goes, oh, I did this pre-COVID. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how was it to be on the summit? And she says to me, I got airlifted off at 5,000 meters. I'm like, <laughs> what? Hi, I'm Sands. And I'm Shara. This is Gift of the Gab. Where we take contemporary issues and look at them through a giving lens. So Shira, today I wanted to chat with you about something that's very close to my heart and I know if I gave you three options uh, you'd probably get it first. Let me guess, is it Kilimanjaro? (laughs) How did you know? Given the fact that you wore the the sweatshirt and the t-shirt for like five months afterwards. Is it only five months? (laughs) (laughs) Every time time you were out and about on a Sunday you were wearing the Killy t-shirt and... um, yeah, it became a bit of a running joke, but <laughs> yes. in the best possible way. So, um, yeah, I want to talk about that. And uh, there's a reason why I want to talk about it. Um, because I feel that uh, I learned a lot on the mountain. Okay. I, I really did learn a lot. So tell me a bit about this Kelly trip. How's it, what happened? How, what, has, what was the setup? What did you do? You so climbed a mountain. We climbed <laughs> a mountain. It's the highest in Africa. Okay. Um, and it's the highest freestanding mountain in the world. Which, what is freestanding? Which means there's no mountain range. It's oh. in, it, there is just Kelly. Really? Uh, you land at the airport and you just see this monstrous mountain. Wow. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Tanzan, Tanzania. We say Tanzania. I don't know. I think you say Tanzania. Tanzania. Yeah. So uh, Tanzania <laughs> is uh, is a beautiful country, absolutely stunning. And uh, we got there and we we land. We we went to a hotel. Next, we checked our kit. Woke up early. Next day, we were, uh, drove to the entrance of the the gate. Really, um, and then you start walking. Five days up. Um, and one and a half down, uh, we did rest on Shabbat. Yeah. It was one of the best things. All the guards told us that that was just a game changer for us. Um, and the major thing is, it's you know, I, I, th- I believe really after having done it, most people could do it if they decently fit, don't even really need to be crazy fit. But it's all about, you know, will the oxygen up there uh, affect you or not right. and, and you just uh, don't know that you do not months. know you can train as much as possible can, so the the thursday before i made a call and i ordered the meat yeah. and uh we we're talking to the i was talking to the woman she said she this. said she said uh where are you going and i said i'm climbing kilimanjaro on monday and she goes oh, i did this pre-covid and i'm like oh my gosh how was it to be on the summit and she says to me i got airlifted off at five thousand meters i'm like <laughs> What are you talking? I was like, I started shaking. I saw you on the phone. You went like, you went uh, white. Uh, <laughs> I, I was like, I, I said, what do you mean? Didn't you argue with her? And she said, there's no arguing. You just, you literally, I couldn't, I sat down, I couldn't move. And that was the end of it. So I said, and how did, and you got down. She said, as soon as I descended in the era, in the helicopter, I was already getting better. Wow. By the time I got to the hospital, I was fine. And she said, it just happens. And, you know, so... How many uh, people did you go with? We went with 26. How many summited? 25. One guy chose to, on day three, that he had had enough. (laughs) Uh, Day four, should I say. He kind of uh, went to the safari park for two days, which was pretty cool for him. Like the hotel. Uh, (laughs) Like the hotel. He had like, I've done enough. I've done higher than I've ever wanted to go. I didn't really come to summit. I came for an experience and I've had more than an experience. So I'm done. I was, so it was, he would have hundred percent summited. Wait, so if I come along, do I have the option of doing that too? Because then then I'll come. You will be (laughs) leading the pack. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I've got a question for you. Okay. 
you were on this mountain, and I was, how how what was the ratio of guides to to people that were climbing? I think. What do you mean? The the, the Tanzanian tents. Okay, so we had a, a, about a <laughs> hundred and fifty. What would I call them? Tanzanian. Uh, Tanzanian. Uh, Tanzanian porters. So porters. we had about a hundred and fifteen porters of twenty six people. Yeah. So they wow. help you carry they they and that already yeah we pay them almost, but they do so much more than is that what, almost five people per person yeah but so someone carries your bag then they carry the tents then they carry the mess tent then there's cooks there's uh, guards that walk with you so I Not, guess my question yeah is if you've got all these people doing these things for you constantly on the mountain how did you not slip into the taking mode of just um, having someone do things for you all the time would you not become a naturally a very taking interesting never, never thought of that but i no, because we were helping each other right um the whole time and we needed to be with each like there with each other we were walking together with a few guards uh some at night there are a lot more guards and mm-hmm. uh but the they fly past you it's <laughs> it's so embarrassing the guy's got 25 kilos or 20 kilos on his back and he is cruising up this mountain at a pace and you are just like with your sticks cruising puffing right. and puffing and be like, yeah, i'm dying <laughs> Unbelievable! It's actually incredible. They are wonderful people. Um, what did you learn? What did you learn any lessons from them? Because I feel uh, like it's a whole different culture. And so our, our head guard is one of the most special human beings, and uh, I had the weird privilege to walk down off the mountain with him, uh, off the summit, and we spoke for about four hours. And uh, he said to me, "Here in Tanzania, we are very poor. Mm-hmm. The general person is very poor." Um, but we have a lot of love, connection, and friendship. Mm. And he said, but you guys in London, I know, I've been to London, you're much richer than us, but you're, what, what we have, you're lacking. Oh. And you don't, you're always looking for the love, connection, and friendship. And I was like, I didn't really have an answer for him. Wow. You know, it was very powerful that, and it's so true. They are so loving. They are so friendly. Not I saw even the, the clips of you guys dancing. Not even the together. yeah, not even the just the guards that yes, we paid, but they and they and they just go way way beyond anything. You ask them anything, they they help you. But just the people in the street, we stopped in the markets. They are just so friendly. They are so they did. They see, and a few people said to me, I, we had a, and we had a very eclectic group. We had mm-hmm. you know bankers, we had lawyers, we had young guys all we had you know teacher whatever it was and uh, there's one you know one guy quite well to do he said he said to me look at them they're all so happy they're all smiling and, and I was like yeah it's incredible he had never been to Africa before and I, I did is that an African mentality I, generally I, I think it is there's a certain sense of we you know yeah it's okay things are tough there yeah. tough but they there's a happiness and it's and they want nothing. And you believe that comes from the love, friendship, caring. Yeah, that they, they've got the just a deep care for each other. They they've got a, a different way of being. I learned a lot on the mountain. Okay. I, I really did learn a lot, um, and I, I I think when we all went there, we had a mission, and everyone had their own mission to get a, why their reason why they were going to go summit Kili, and it was very individual. Yeah. When we got there and we bonded as a group and we bonded very quickly, I realized that it became a joint mission. And it was very interesting how that changed very quickly. We, uh, and what, was of, your, what, what was your initial mission for going? 
Would you would you say you had one? Yes, I had a few things. I, I, I just wanted to get gift uh, to the top of the right. world. Um, and uh, that was one. And also just to have people, um, for me personally, I wanted to, uh, you know, I think I've mentioned in a previous episode um, that, you know, I don't have the strongest body. Uh, so I wanted to prove to myself I could do something that I'm not normally good at, right. uh, which is walking. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, so that was my my mission. But I remember one of the guys saying when we we, we summited, and he was so proud, and he said, you know, we got to the top because we um, were true to our mission and Love to it. our collective mission, and that and that really was the case. What would you say the running theme of the mission was for all of you? The collective mission. So what did it, it feel like? It became very quickly a very interesting thing of you know the the mountain levels you very quickly. The ego what goes. You, oh, right. The ego goes quick. Uh, like within one day, you are. It's uh, it's very interesting how that happens, uh, and uh, then it's about being helping. Other. You you're not going to get up there by yourself, right? You're not. You're just not. So there is always. There was all the time. There's this need for. Uh, someone says, "Oh, I need more sunscreen." Oh, does anyone have a snack? Oh, yeah. Uh, my water's run out. Every person was offering help and, and and I struggled up day two. I, I'll be honest, if I wasn't the leader of the group or the, the head of the group, whatever you want to call it, I probably would have bailed that day. Day two? Day two. How uh, many days was the whole trip? Uh, seven days, <laughs> five up and two down, wow. uh, one and a half down really. And uh, But the day two is the longest. It's about, uh, I think I did 35,000 steps, something like that or something close to that. Um, uh, 12 hours of walking and I was sick. So mm-hmm. most of the day I was sick. And But people helped me through. And weirdly, the higher you get up there, for me and many others, there was this emotional outpouring, and you don't know Did where. Did you it's cry, come. Rabbi? I cried more than once. <laughs> and uh, Did everyone cry? I think a lot of people, I can't speak for everyone on the trip, but uh, I think quite a lot of people did. Um, and even walking up, and I was walking in front of someone, and behind me, a guy was sobbing for nearly two hours, like proper sobbing. Um, and, I, and I turned around and eventually I was like, are you okay? And he said, I haven't cried since I'm like eight years old. Uh-huh. And, and to end off, what was one thing you wish you would have had with you on the mountain that you didn't take with you that you just felt like, oh, I wish I had that? Um, my family. Oh, oh. Uh, Yuck. I, I was expecting something a bit trivial and... and no, <laughs> I, 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 I'm... <laughs> That's very sweet. I don't <laughs> really need much. You know what I, I will say? I needed feet warmers. Right. My feet were freezing. Um, and Was I it just, really cold? It, it's at the top. It's real cold. Um, it's about minus ten at the top. Oh my uh, I didn't do it because uh, they had said just don't do anything you haven't done the whole week. So I hadn't had feet warmers. So right. I didn't want to change stuff up. I was so nervous. So I just said no. I'm not changing it up. But in hindsight, I think two feet, feet warmers. Feet warmers there you have it, guys. <laughs> feet more feet warmers and kindness. <laughs> getting getting <laughs> feet uh, warmed while you're doing kindness. And I'll be I'll be in the safari chilling in the hotel. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you on that mountain soon. Um, I'm going to hold you to it, Shira. You heard it first. Shira will be coming on that mountain next year. Maybe. We've been given an agreement. <laughs> but until then, keep doing good things. Gift's mission is to inspire and enable lifelong giving. Subscribe to Gift of the Gab podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And feel 
free to drop us a note at podcast.jgift.org if you have any comments or any suggestions of what we should be talking about in the future. And of course, check us out on social media at Gift Charity for ways to get involved.